let's get ready for some serious shift. This is a podcast, Shifting Inside Out, hosted by your quantum shifter, Angie McCourt. We are diving into ways to empower and enable a quantum shift. Inspiring topics, hacks, and guest speakers take us on a journey around authenticity, challenging status quo, personal power, and living a purpose-filled life. human need for either certainty or uncertainty tends to give us kind of these two options. And what I found is certainty has become boring, although it was something I absolutely needed for many parts of my life, many years. But I found that holding paradox or the third option, instead of moving directly to living in uncertainty, which is a lot of life nowadays, there is this kind of intermediary place where we can navigate the mystery, and having that different mindset has been part of my journey and really shaping and creating practices that have allowed me to be able to flow better in life. I found that I used to stress even more living in certainty whenever anything wouldn't go as planned. And this obviously isn't really the outcome that I was looking for by the need to live in certainty. What I've found by living in uncertainty is I've been able to find I'm loosening my grip. And it's so much easier to just flow with life than to resist and to perfect or to control it. One of the big things that I found is there are some ways that you can find this paradox of kind of holding this center, third option of navigating mystery. And I'm going to share what I've learned so far and see if anything might be an option for you. The first is letting go of my attachment to outcomes. This has been probably one of the hardest because every time I've ever set a goal and I've set into action a plan, I've always decided how it should happen. And whenever it didn't happen that way, I would be like, what the heck? Instead of just accepting and saying, wow, I got it anyway, you know, it happened. It just didn't happen the way I thought. So this has been very challenging. But what I found in the past couple of years where uncertainty is so heightened in so many areas of life that this has been probably my number one go-to in loosening my grip on the attachment out. It's hard to just detach, but loosening the grip really allows for less stress and it allows to be more flexible in navigating how something actually ends up coming to be. I found much more awareness in choosing different actions than maybe I thought were the right ones to take initially. And it has become much easier to just say, okay, live and let live, which is so not how I was 10 years ago. The second is around not knowing the answer. This is another big one for me. I've 
always had this thirst for knowledge, but I've always found this constriction of my voice unless I knew the answer and had to share the answer. And so instead what I found is living in curiosity. And I had a leader who did this so well and was such a great model that I could see an action in the business world. And I really continue to try to practice and build this skill, mainly in honor of him for teaching it, because most people I was around in that time did not have this skill, and most people today are just, just at the beginning of trying to develop it. And so instead of knowing it all and knowing the answer, living from this place of curiosity and even starting with I wonder and where this really comes into play is in solutions, in collaboration, in allowing and enabling and empowering others to bring forth their ideas and just getting to other possibilities that maybe weren't necessarily in the picture with that small set of fixed information. The third thing is having fun. I now get to the point where I may not say, oh, I feel stressed or, oh, I feel overtasked. I'll switch to I need some fun. And that's my new my new mantra, I need some fun. And and what that means is that's my trigger to not go into anxiety mode or reaction to whatever circumstances are going on but and, and also what kind of energy is, is running through me, but instead it's how do I release that and how do I connect in a different way to the world around me in a way that is Inspiring and open creativity and open my alignment into my growth mindset much more fully. And so finding that fun has been a really great way to, one, become much more aware and not shift into survival mode, but shift into growth mode. The next following that is adventure. So when you're navigating mystery, instead of viewing everything as it has this assumed outcome, myths are a great place to look and stories around the hero and the impact and their world view changing and all of these pieces in that myth and in that story about that whatever the myth is about, whatever character that myth is about, they're all very similar in the fact that they didn't know what the answer was going to be. They didn't know if path they were choosing was going to lead them in the right place. They didn't know what the outcome was going to be. They didn't know if they were going to die or live in that situation. They just did what they thought they needed to do. And so this is a really interesting approach to living in this paradox where we're navigating mystery 
navigating mystery. Like, we are literally a mythical character on this journey, writing this movie, playing this movie of, well, what's it going to be? How is this going to happen? How are we going to do this? What's the result going to be? And ultimately, it ends up becoming this beautiful story of life and of finding your strength and your superpowers and your skills. And not just from a survival perspective, but from a what is possible point of view and frame of reference. And not just from a frame of reference where here's what we know can happen. It's what is the possibility of what can happen. And the next is all about balancing quality of our masculine and feminine energy that we have, the masculine feminine qualities that everybody has. It doesn't matter what your gender is. Everybody has them. And you can tell when you're not in balance. And this is typically when things don't seem to be coming out right. Things seem to be forced. Things don't feel right. Things feel stuck. It's because we're too much in one or the other. And I've spent the majority of my adult life in my with higher, higher, higher use of my masculine qualities based on my frame of reference for success, for achievement, for being able to accomplish the goals I wanted to accomplish. But what I found in navigating mystery is there has to be this key skill rising of the feminine qualities because this is where uncertainty can be navigated much more easily, where mystery can be navigated much more easily. The masculine qualities are much more decisive, defined. They're very structured. They're very um, permanent. They're very end state. They're very goal-oriented. They're very execution-oriented. And as you can hear all of those things, all of those pieces are what create certainty. They actually force certainty. Force it. So releasing the force opens up other skills and feminine qualities where we can now go with the flow a little bit more. Find our center. Ground ourselves in utilizing all of our resources not just our external resources, but our internal resources. Being smart from a sense of using our inner wisdom, not just these external inputs that we've learned to use over time. And that has been our framework for success. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie, it's been our framework for success. The challenge of, of much more uncertainty coming into our lives nowadays is it's very difficult to navigate it because we feel like we're constantly resisting and up against this forcing that is no longer working. This does not work anymore in this new world. It doesn't work anymore. Not only that, but it's actually holding us back as a species. Holding us back because everything is built off this frame of reference. And this frame of reference is outdated. And this frame of reference limits our ability to see what's truly possible, to go down that path of what's truly possible and scary as hell, but definitely drawing us, 
drawing us to it. And when I think about a lot of the qualities that I've really started to, and skills that I've started to develop based on these qualities, collaboration is one of the biggest. Not collaboration in a forceful way, which has been the traditional way in the, in the business world. The masculine quality leading this collaboration was force. It was hierarchical. It was very agenda-focused. It was very outcome-focused. It didn't matter who was in the room or who, you know, literally, who was in the collaboration. What mattered was whoever was leading it was very directive in, in, in this old traditional way of how we've learned how to collaborate. So in a different way of co-creating is where I'm talking about. That leads to kind of the second quality is creative, creativity, creation bringing things to life, like actually not just creating them in our head, in our minds, but bringing them to life, sharing them, that is a feminine quality. Creativity from a solutions perspective, creativity in how we navigate the process of getting to the solution versus dictating it or versus being really firm of this is how it has to be. Being open to possibilities the arena of being very solution-focused, activating our right brain in a way that allows us to find that balance in our thinking, find that balance in how we use our energy, how we come across to others, how we engage with others. And then cooperation. So cooperation actually showed up in my Myers-Briggs as a strength. And compared to the other leaders in the leadership team, it was like a weakness. And I battled it with our HR director at the time. I said, look, this is actually a good thing, and especially at this level. You have to have some cooperation, because otherwise everything is siloed, everybody is siloed. And so I am a big advocate for cooperation. It is not a weakness. It is one of the biggest strengths we will see and need going into the future. And this is feminine quality. Then, when I look at communication, this is a really big area of focus for me, and it's been that way for a very, very long time. I would say probably at least the last decade or so. And the reason is is because there's so much information coming at us, and there's so much of a lack of information that we need. And what I mean by this is as leaders or in, in, in any kind of an environment where we are... Our part of our job is to set direction, is to help people connect to that direction, is to motivate others, inspire others to get on board with something that that is a big focus for the company, the team, whatever it is. Really, it is all about communication. Because as soon as there's a lack of communication, what do you find happens? People start making assumptions. And typically, they're building stories that are negative against what we're trying to do or what the outcome could be or what the intention is around it. So when we look at trying to, how do we do this in a better way? You know, clearly setting um, expectations. Um, I've done a podcast on that. Also really proactively communicating almost in this intentional way. Like this is part of your job as a leader is your communication plan to your team literally like a marketing plan and it has to be timely and it has to be clear and it has to be 
sequence in a way that flows with human nature, that flows with behaviors, that flows with peaks and valleys of extreme, intense moments in the workplace and then moments where things are much easier in a flow. This happens because we're on cycles. It's always that way, especially companies who focus on quarterly cycles, monthly cycles, annual cycles in business, which most do. And it's one of the most important flexibilities in communication to timely be in the moment with those people where they're at so that you can get them on board and motivate them and bring them to a sense of alignment to each other, to the vision, to whatever is the most important thing going on at that time. So with this communication, this communication plan, this style, this approach, this strategy, really, is there is awareness. There is awareness and there is alignment to understanding where the team is actually at. You cannot be isolated. As a leader, you have to be connected in. Even if it's just who is your person on your team who has, they're intuitive. They are really in tune with what's going on with the team. They come with not just, hey, here's what I'm seeing going on. We really need to. What's the solution that they're offering? Okay, not just what's the problem, but what's the solution. That person can be your eyes and ears. And not in a way that they're a spy or they're tattletaling. No, they are advocating. They are the messenger. Go back to my book. Love your gift. They are the messenger, gift, and archetype of the team. They represent the team. They represent the entity, this living organism, this team living organism that's happening under your leadership. They're the one. They're the one. You can count on. You don't have to be on every single call to figure out what's going on. You can pretty much gauge just based on People's engagement, interaction, results, what are, you know, where we're at in, in delivering um, something new, creating something new, if people are stuck, if they're stalling out or whatever. So communication in this balance of, of masculine feminine energies is a huge part of being able to increase our skill set in the right way. It's more than just communicating proactively, effectively. Do you communicate effectively? And what does that mean? What is the definition of communicating effectively? And this is really where conversations in the workplace, conversations between leaders and teammates, conversations between teammates and teammates matter. Conversations between customers and you you matter. Because expectations are significantly different depending on who you're talking to. And making assumptions on what's expected can create a lot of traps. Connection is the next and main other main one that I want to talk about that is really important. And I would say as a leader, this sense of nurturing is coming about. And what I mean by that, that feminine quality of nurturing is not just about babying, like it's not, it, it is It is a nurturing means that you actually care about the other person. 
you care about their well-being, you care about where they're going, you care about their development, you care about how they're showing up, and how you can help support them, be their bigger, better, higher-level self. And this is really a great way to do this is through connection. And connection is a feminine quality that, especially in a very um, decentralized world, in a very, uh, very much a shifting technology world, has become really important. And because over the past couple of years we've gone through this massive isolation, we need to bring the extinction of isolation about. The only way we can do that is through connection. It's through connection and caring, you know. So it's how do you, how do you be attentive? How do you be present, really present? Not just, this is another task I have to do as a leader. It's have a one-on-one with my employee, you know, my teammate. It's how can you really be present with them? How can you listen to their body language? How can you listen to their words they're using and really gauge where they're at and really gauge how to connect with them more effectively? Instead of cookie-cutter approach with every single person, how you doing? What's going on? What about this project? What about that project? You have to be able to connect in a deeper way because that's what people are looking for. Getting back to uncertainty, I would say trust. Trust is huge. What does that mean? Well, trusting in life, trusting in the universe, trusting in God. God is whatever you believe, your source. Trusting in yourself, trusting in others around you, trusting in your own decision-making, trusting in your ability to find that bigger possibility, being open, trust to be open. And trust is not easy. It's not easy. It is something that can be skewed from past experience. It can be skewed from our own subconscious mind and how it innocently tries to protect us yet creates these barriers which impact trust. But as I found that trusting in the unknown, trusting in the ability to navigate and and you yourself can come out the other side just fine, trusting that everything will be okay, which is one of my biggest mantras in life. Trusting that you'll make the right choice and and navigate the changes and shifts as you need to. Trusting in your resources, all of them, external and internal. Trust is a big practice, big muscle that you can build that really helps to be able to navigate the industry. One of the last big things I would say that I found and what I've really, really tried to practice, and this is hard, (laughs) so I left it for last. And I think a lot of people are probably going to resonate with this. But if anyone out there has ever read anything by Brene Brown, she talks about this a lot. So um, where hers is a lot of shame-based meaning, research around why we protect ourselves, wearing the shield, covering our chest with the shield, protecting ourselves, putting our walls up, all of those pieces that kind of give us this sense of control in our world is also limiting us. It is also holding us back. It is also keeping us from being able to easily, more easily navigate the the, the mystery versus 
not being able to handle uncertainty. Because as soon as uncertainty climbs over the wall or pierces the, the shield, the, the breastplate on the chest, that it then horrifies us. It becomes excruciating. Instead, just letting that breastplate fall and just being vulnerable and authentic, regardless of whatever outcome could happen, in a way that is, you know, obviously not putting yourself at risk, you know what I'm saying, but allowing for that vulnerability, allowing for that authenticity to come through really helps to navigate and especially hold this paradox of navigating mystery. But even in the world of uncertainty, if you're all the way into uncertainty, dealing with that, you're definitely in a much better place if you're able to remove this protective barrier that you have around you. The only thing you should really be protecting is your energy, not your mind, not your status, not your approval record, not your celebrity status, <laughs> your popularity, whatever. That, that's not going to help you. That's not going to help anyone around.